Hey everybody, this is Greg from Campfire Creatures, a show that takes you on an exciting adventure into the mythical and unknown. Our stories cover Bigfoot ghosts, folklore, and other worldly encounters. So sit back, relax, or do whatever it is you're doing, and enjoy the show. Before we begin today's show, I just want to give a big thank you to those who've been listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I do also apologize for the delay in publishing this episode as I was under the weather. Episode 5, I Am Bigfoot, The Hoaxer Azuka was on a mission to seek out a neighboring Bigfoot tribe to convince them to remain wary and hidden from humans. He knew the dangers of exposing themselves to the humans, and he hoped that the other tribe would see the wisdom in his words. He finally arrived at the other tribe's territory after traveling for several days. Unfortunately, he was disappointed to discover that the river clan had already revealed themselves to hikers and campers. This led to a few skirmishes and tensions between the humans and Bigfoot. Azuka attempted to reason with the other tribe's leader and explain the dangers of exposing themselves to humans. Unfortunately, the leader refused to listen, insisting that it was time for the Bigfoot to be recognized as a natural species and not just a myth. Although no casualties had occurred, it was only a matter of time before something tragic happened. Frustrated and feeling defeated, Azuka left the other tribe and began his journey back home. But as he made his way through the woods, he stumbled upon a human who was wearing large shoes in the shape of feet, which looked like a Bigfoot. Azuka watched the man as he stomped around methodically at the bottom of a riverbank, leading up a game trail. He wondered what brought the human to carry out these actions. Surely he has something better in his life to pursue. He used his telepathic powers to look deep into the man's psyche. What he learned in a matter of minutes saddened him, but also made him question if the Bigfoot are really any different than humans. Bert's story began in 1985 when he was just 10 years old. He and his father went fishing at a river where Bert had his first encounter. After setting their fishing rods and casting their lines, they both sat down on folding chairs and enjoyed the tranquil surroundings. The sun was shining, birds were chirping, and the gentle flow of the river created a soothing ambience. An hour or less had gone by when the bobber started to move up and down. Bert's dad reeled in a decent-sized fish, and they were both animated with excitement. They put the fish in the cooler and ate a packed sandwich they had gotten from home. After setting the hook again with bait and casting the line, Bert's dad sat down. It must have been just after lunch when they noticed there were no more sounds of the forest. Everything was quiet except for the sound of the flowing river. Bert's dad Frank said, Do you smell that? Bert said, I do and it smells horrible. Frank was nervous as he picked up his rifle and put it across the arms of the chair. Bert was scared and wasn't sure why his father would need a rifle when they were only fishing with nothing around them. At least there was no sight of danger he could see. And then it happened. They heard a loud splash right after what sounded like trees being pushed down. As both of them turned their heads quickly to the right, they were in shock. With gaping mouths, they could only watch in fear at the sight in front of their eyes. About 150 feet away, a dark, large, hairy beast stood in the river. The water only came up to its waist. It had to be nine feet tall, as Bert has swam in that spot, and the water is well above his head. Its face was leathery and its deep-set eyes looked menacingly at us as if to warn us to leave. The beast appeared to have an aged scar on its face, which was deep and stretched across one side of its forehead. 
Bird never saw his father this frightened. Frank looked at Bird and said, let's get out of here. He motioned for Bird to get up slowly and move away from the day camp they set up at the river's edge. Within a few seconds, they heard a loud guttural scream which resonated throughout the forest. As they took one look at the beast running towards them, Jack cocked his rifle and fired. It had little effect as the Bigfoot continued his stride toward them. With the beast rapidly approaching, they sprinted toward the ATVs like never before. Jack realized that he needed to protect Bird at all costs, so he instructed him to keep running while he stayed behind to fend off the creature. The tragic incident resulted in the loss of Frank's life, as his body was never found. Even after a week-long search and rescue effort, Bert's life was greatly affected in many ways after that day, including his education, personal connections, and career. This experience had a traumatic impact on Bert. Over the next three decades, Bert relentlessly searched for closure and retribution. He wanted to understand why the Bigfoot acted so aggressively and what their true intentions were. To unlock these mysteries, Bert researched extensively about Bigfoots all over North America and beyond. His obsession took a toll on his mental well-being and eventually led him to start hoaxing, a desperate measure to convince others of Bigfoot's existence. Azuka decided to go upstream and get a drink by the river, away from Bert. As he reached his destination, he cupped his hands and took a few large swigs of the fresh water. It replenished more than just his thirst. It calmed him and centered him back on his mission and what he had to do. As he lay down on the sand to rest, he smelled a human. It was a woman standing no more than 200 feet away. She saw him and dropped whatever she had in her hand and ran. At the same time, Azuka spotted two bear cubs no more than 50 feet away from her. He knew this was not good. A mother bear would be nearby. The guardian Bigfoot ran towards the cubs and scooped them in his arms and ran into the woods. Within minutes, he was face to face with an enraged bear, facing the woman who was cornered and in shock, standing against a rock face. Azuka placed both cubs on the ground, and they ran toward their mother. The mother grizzly bear was easily 350 pounds and angry. Azuka did not want to fight her, but he knew he had to get her to back off. It took one loud scream, which made the bear stop in its tracks and then run off. Layla, the frightened Department of Fisheries and Oceans officer, couldn't believe what had happened. She had heard of Bigfoot from other DFO officers and hikers, but thought it was all just misidentification with bears. Now, she was rescued by a Bigfoot from a bear. As she gazed at Azuka, she felt lightheaded and passed out. Fifteen minutes later, she awoke, wondering if what she saw was real or just a dream. Azuka calmly sat facing her and used his telepathy to explain to her that he means no harm and asked her if she was okay. Layla was taken aback that he could communicate with her using his mind. She indicated to him she was okay and uninjured. She thanked him for saving her from the bear and asked him what he was doing here. Was he following her? Azuka communicated mentally, revealing his vital mission to rescue his people. By chance, he encountered Layla and the bear and felt compelled to intervene and ensure her safety. Layla questioned him about this mission and Azuka responded by saying it's best if she doesn't know any details and also does not mention this encounter. It will compel others to seek out his kind and further put them at risk. Layla understood his concern, but she also reassured him that as a DFO officer, her job is to safeguard and protect the environment. This also included all the living things which thrive in the woods. Azuka had heard of such humans whose sole purpose is to protect the forest and its animals but did not ever come across such a person before. 
He could sense she was being truthful and had no ill intentions. Azuka felt he needed all the allies he could have at this point in time, and maybe he needs to bend some rules in order to fulfill his goal to protect his people. He spent the remainder of the afternoon explaining his people's story, who they are, and the challenges they face. Layla was amazed at the intelligence and compassion of the Bigfoot. She also expressed concern about potential negative outcomes if Bigfoot were to reveal themselves, including violent conflicts and the possibility of injuries or even loss of life. As both of them exchanged thoughts and some vocal messages, Bert sat in his tree stand looking at both of them 400 feet away through the telescopic sight of his long-range rifle. He had a grin on his face and mumbled, I will be back, and when I bag you and bring your corpse into town, everyone will know I am not crazy. Bert made it back to his 4x4, an old but surprisingly well-kept first-generation Chevy Suburban. He put all his gear in the back, pulled out a cigarette, and called his buddy Dave. They came up with a plan involving weapons and transportation in just five minutes of their phone conversation. Dave was someone Burke could trust, but he wasn't sure if he would trust his so-called associates. Meanwhile, Azuka and Layla came up with a plan to return to the River Clan. Layla would explain the risks of their current mission, from a human perspective, something they needed to hear, hoping to change their minds. As a guardian Bigfoot, Azuka preferred to avoid confrontation with the River Clan leader, but he has a backup plan in case their efforts fail, a plan he hopes not to resort to. A plan which meant an epic battle between two Bigfoot tribe leaders to decide the fate of the two clans. Azuka and Layla were unaware of another brewing storm led by Bert, which could devastate the Bigfoot community with deadly consequences for all. To be continued. Thanks for listening to Campfire Creatures. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support and grow our channel, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with Campfire Creatures and get more content, check out campfirecreatures.com. And remember, keep the fire lit.